You've seen it in the pictures. The Great Sphinx in Giza, Egypt, standing about 65 feet high, and the Great Pyramid as the backdrop. Tourists from all over the world flocked to the site to witness the architectural feat, but what if there was more hidden beneath the surface? Some believe there is. This is Casual History. What's up, Jeffrey? Welcome back to another episode. We're back in the podcast That's right. world. <laughs> We're back. We're, We're back. back. How's life been, man? It's going good. Um, I'm busy. Yeah. Really busy. I know that last time we talked, uh, you had just gotten your second shot. Yep. Um, I feel good. I feel like uh, things are semi-normal again. Yeah. Semi being because I'm still doing all the necessary precautions but um uh i feel like i'm able to do a bit more than i was which is good so yeah um a little bit is nice like a few years ago like it feels like i can actually get out and um you know explore hide yeah yeah i know i know you've been uh getting back into climbing Mm -hmm. uh doing some of that what what do you call it's bouldering right it's official term for yeah yeah that's it um heck yeah I'm trying to do more of that. And then I'm also, uh, I saw a quote from, uh, <laughs> it's probably like Socrates or something that said really? something along the lines of, uh, you know, I pity the man who never experiences the full capacity of his body. You're like, you know, who never experiences the, the peak, f- like physical nature of himself. Right. Yeah. And so I saw that maybe two weeks ago, uh, once I started getting back into climbing and I right. just, been determined to get the best shape of my life since and so i've been That's working awesome. out every day and trying oh. to like uh i'm doing the thing so well dang well that's good that's yeah. really good yeah <laughs> funny I, that I, that's for some reason inspired me but yeah got me going for some reason i thought that uh that quote was going to end with like i pity the man that has never cr- uh, like climbed a rock in his life or no, something like not. very specific to the moment <laughs> no it's not specifically like, about bouldering but i have been doing yes. the whole uh you know, the Google searches of, um, good workouts, good home workouts, good workouts with dumbbells, you know, whatever the, the term is right. for bouldering, for climbing, oh. for, you know, like specific, okay. uh, muscles. So I'm trying so to you're do gonna that in, in No, is what I, you're saying. <laughs> I just want to be good at it. You know, I get fixated, you just be good. I get mm-hmm. fixated on things. And, and since I have some extra time now and I have, I feel like I have like a win, like a, uh, I don't know. Like my brain just jumps. Maybe yours does the yeah. same thing. For me, it's like I have a few things in my, my world that I'm always doing consistently. And then once mm-hmm. one of them almost reaches a completion point and like comes, goes behind me, you I'm have like, to find okay, a new thing. what's the new thing to fill that fourth? What's the new obsession? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So totally. But I kind I of don't you. choose it. And it kind of subconsciously came to me going, oh, okay, so this is it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of like started doing it. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is well, my Well, it uh, makes the most sense, man. It's it's a puzzle, right? So it challenges your body, but also your mind the same way. Yeah. And so it makes sense that you were already kind of doing that, and that's already kind of your thing. And yeah, so it, it makes complete lot, sense so. to me that all of a sudden you've jumped to that as your next, <laughs> as your yeah. next thing. It's that but, and uh, just working out in general. I've never done it consistently. 
for a long period of time. Yeah, like, I'll, either, I'll get in spurts where I'll go, like, oh, I'll go a month or th- three weeks, and I'll be pretty cons- consistent with it. But I've never yeah. done it in rotation for maybe like more than a month. So trying right. to get fit, that's the way I'm describing it. Not, you know, I'm not going to get bulked. I'm not going to get no. like, but like, I want to get not, fit. You're not going to, you're not going to be the rock. <laughs> no, I want to get fit. You know, like I want to okay. try to do that whole thing, but that's not why we're here, Jake. We're here for a history podcast. Hey, listen, <laughs> they want to learn more about what's going on with us. I'm totally cool. Having personal conversations, you know, well, there you go. That's Just a add a part of, of it, you know, right now. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> probably to the intro now. Yeah. Uh, we can start talking about it. I'm back on your favorite subject, Jeffrey. So I know you're gonna have a lot to say, which is why I left a lot of spaces. So, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you can jump in anytime you please, because I know this is your area of expertise a little bit. Well, I don't say or up interest for failure <laughs> or interest. Yeah, interest is a better term. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. okay so hit me with it. Well, we're like, going to be going? talking. We're, we're going to be talking about the Great Sphinx, which I had alluded to you like last week yeah. about, um, I'm but there's a lot more to it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what are you Googling? Can, no, continue. I, I have something okay. in my, my mind. But yeah, no, just the Great Sphinx, and there's there's a mystery behind it as well as new discoveries happening, and I think there was even a brand new uh, discovery. You could probably Google it right now. Since I can't because I don't have internet. I just realized. Oh, that's right. So, Dude, you're trapped. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but there was like a new discovery where they found like a whole city, like basically untouched in Egypt um, just a couple of days ago. You're joking. Uh, no, I'm not joking. Like they said, it was like literally like untouched, like food in like makeshift oven type things. Like, like even like left pottery. Like yeah. under the sand? Like mm-hmm. some wow, yes. Near the the pyramids, do you know? I don't know uh, location. I don't want to be wrong on it either. But uh, okay. I'll look that up. But wow. yeah, there was a. I know while I was researching this, that popped up, and I was like, oh my god, things are always happening here, uh, which is yeah. what makes it interesting. Yeah, it it is part of my whole uh, identity. <laughs> yeah, it's constantly evolving. Yeah, so it makes it really fun. That's fun. Okay, so. We're talking about the Sphinx in what capacity? What's the what's the story? What's or what's the uh, thought? Well, we're gonna get into that. Like, okay. I I don't know if I want to reveal that right off the top, right? Um, but there's a lot of people that believe that there's more to the Sphinx that meets the eye. You know, like you know I how do. Egypt draws. <laughs> you know, Egypt just draws that attention, that kind of like um, conspiracy theory level, right? And this is no exception. But I just hadn't heard about this one uh, yet until okay. now. But yeah, so I could get. What do you know about the Sphinx, Jeffrey? What's your What's your no, general knowledge? What do base I know, on and and then what I think. So I think what I know. <laughs> what We're going to get into what you think. Yeah, what I know is that it's it was. Uh, okay, I'll go off what I think. <laughs> I'm sure. not going to try to put <laughs> sure, my stock sure. in what I know. Uh-huh. I, what I think it was. And what I came to my own little conclusion of, of reading around is that the age, of course, is heavily debated because mm. of uh, the the marks on the the sides of the rock. Essentially, there was a research done by a few people. They were on a few podcasts, funny enough. I can't remember their names, but they brought up the idea that the Sphinx is older than the pyramids and that there, right. it was almost the oldest uh, thing in that area that we can least see and that it was basically... Because it, it 
uh, alluded to that the Sphinx at one point was underwater, was submerged underwater, or majority yes. of it was. Yeah. And so there was a debate that came to light that when they went to process the rock, it was not due to rainfall, right? Like they had some expert, I can't remember what his name, I can't remember his name, came in and his immediate reaction was, this is not rain weathering. This is not weathered. You know, this is not, right. you don't get this not formation of the rock by weather, by just rain. Like this mm-hmm. is by either like a flood or something that happened that caused this erosion on the Sphinx. And also right. the other thought I have and uh-huh. what I know in quotes, um, is that supposedly the face was reshaped at one point in time that the it's off in the body in the proportions and that the conclusion is that it once was possibly uh, one of their ancient gods of the Egyptians was uh, not a lion or maybe it was a lion but there's I can't remember what it's called again I kind of caught me off guard I should have had some of my no that's totally in front of me but what I thought I ended up coming to the conclusion was that it could have been an ancient God symbol for like one of the most, like one of the most, the um, most primitive Egyptians and that they reshaped Mm -hmm. it. One of the uh, pharaohs reshaped the head um, for some reason and, or maybe it got weathered, maybe got destroyed. And so they reshaped it to keep it going. And so there's two different ages to the body and the face that were, that doesn't make sense. Interesting. So that yeah. is what I know as like just okay. the base level. Well, I can give you an overview because I needed one for sure uh, okay. <laughs> when I looked this up. So uh, in ancient Egypt, the Sphinx is a spiritual guardian and most often depicted as the male with a pharaoh headdress, um, as is the great Sphinx. And figures of the creatures were often included in the tombs and temple complexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, the so-called Sphinx Alley in Upper Egypt is a two-mile avenue that connects the temples of Luxor and Karnak and is lined with Sphinx statues. Um, the most commonly and widely accepted theory about the Great Sphinx suggests that the statue was erected by Pharaoh uh, Kafa. I, th- I actually looked up the pronunciation for it in preparation today. But Kafa. Um, and around 2603 BC, uh, hieroglyphic texts suggest that Kafa's father, Farah uh, Khufu, built the Great Pyramid, the oldest and the largest of the three pyramids in Giza. Um, when he became Pharaoh, Kafra constructed his own pyramid next to his father's. Uh, though Kafra's pyramid is about 10 feet shorter than the Great Pyramid, it is surrounded by more elaborate and complex, uh, an elaborate complex that includes the Great Sphinx and other statues. Um, yeah, residues of the pink pigments on the face of the Sphinx suggest that the statue may have been painted, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, given the organization of the pyramids and the Sphinx, uh, some scholars believe that there may have been a celestial purpose to the Great Sphinx and the temple complex. Uh, that is to resurrect the soul of the Pharaoh Khafra by channeling the power of the sun and other gods. Right. which is seen throughout Egypt, you know, lore. Um, yeah, so researchers estimate that it was taken 100 people three years to carve out the Great Sphinx in a single mass of limestone, which I know you don't believe that's how they did it. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that I... I don't think that it seems that crazy for how it was built. It's really just the aging, the age of it that is debated. Yes. And so I don't, yeah. th- I've, it's definitely crazy that that was carved, 
but you sure. s- we've seen carvings and it doesn't seem that outlandish that someone compared carved to that the pyramids. Yeah, it doesn't seem that, com- yeah. especially in comparison to the pyramids. So yeah. I don't debate the way that it was made. I think the the okay. biggest thing I've I've thought I've come to the conclusion or semi conclusion is that it's not aged correctly. That it might right. be a symbol that's been there. And like you said, if this was something, your father created the Great Pyramids, you're the next pharaoh in line. If we're going with this line of how they sure. were built. right? This, if this is the is most the, widely accepted theory. Right. But if we're going with that theory, that time frame, <laughs> yeah. your father built the, the Great Pyramid and the, the, uh, the son, Khufu, correct, built the second Great Pyramid. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe this would... I always thought was it seems reasonable to think that this was just an ancient statue that was around their like their world and was just kind of there, and then once the, the Great Pyramid started happening, they're like, hey, why don't we? It's like an old like an old house. They're like, hey, why don't we renovate this and like make <laughs> it nice? You know, like it's yeah, we're building just, a new suburb around it. Let's try to spruce it up a bit. I legit just think it's just like uh, it's a pride thing, man. You see, your dad built like this massive world wonder. And you're like, dang it, now I got to top it. What can I do to make it mine? Like, yeah. you know, what can I do that's going to leave my legacy like that? That's uh, if that's when they were built. Because that's right. still debated. Yes. And they In talk my about mind. This. Uh, <laughs> Probably not to a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. Some scientists also contend, this is the very next line, uh, the Great Sphinx is far older than widely believed mm-hmm. based on the potential age of the causeway and various patterns of erosion in the statue. Exactly. Um, so the Sphinx is actually buried in sand up to its shoulders until the early 1800s when a Genese adventurer named Captain Giovanni Baptista Calval... <laughs> oh, God, I can't say his last name. Uh, Calvagala? Wow, that's the best I can pronounce it. Uh, attempted and ultimately failed to dig out the statue with a team of 160 men. Uh, can you imagine stumbling upon that in the desert? Like you stub your toe on something and you're like, what the crap is that? After yeah, walking miles in sand. I can't imagine trying to dig it out in the sand. Yeah. Can you imagine when it's just like how it grows from the top down? Like that'd been nuts yeah. to be there. Um, I wish I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. It makes me wish I was Indiana Jones. Um, I guess Marguerite managed to clear some of the sand from around the sculpture and Berez made another large excavation push in the 19th and 20th centuries. But it wasn't until 1930s that the Egyptian archaeologist Salim Hassan was finally able to free the creature from its sandy tomb. So that's just a brief overview of where we're at with the Sphinx today. Hmm. And uh, the next part starts talking about the mystery behind it. Yeah. So in the course of this work of uncovering it, he also discovered two entrances, one located on the rump just north of the center and the other on the left or northern side of the monument, about halfway between the front and rear paws. That is from ground level. Um, both of those supposedly led to dead end, uh, but they were passageways. He recorded these finds, taking about 226 photos, and then sealed the entrances over with repair blocks and cement. Afterwards, these discoveries were mostly forgotten. So that's the first mention that there's anything that's recorded like, fact. That's recorded. Why would he cover? He cemented it up. Why? Do they? I don't is know. there any? Did you learn anything about the reasons why he did that? Well, 
I, I'm not sure. It doesn't say anything about that besides that uh, they found the, the two entrances and they led to dead ends. Like there were dead end passageways, but they but could have been like collapsed. Uh-huh. Um, something crazy happening inside. Maybe the building on the inside did collapse yeah. or something, whatever was in there. But yeah, you decide to, with repair blocks and cement, block it. But yeah, that was actually like recorded. Sounds sus. They have 226 me. photos. I know. A little sus. Um, so not until the late 70s would interest in these tunnels resurface, which I am amazed at. Why not? Um, when the when the Egyptian Antiquities Organization carried out a series of restoration work, along with some additional surveys in the area of the Sphinx. Um, oh, gosh. I can't say this name. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um so someone, uh, Mohammed Fade, I think is his last name, reported the existence uh, of the shaft in the rump to the antiquities officials. When you're the saying rump, you're saying in the butt of the Sphinx? Yeah, okay. in the butt. Yeah. Okay. It just, they <laughs> wrote the out butt. that instead of in the ass of the Sphinx, <laughs> there is a hole. We can, we can probably say <laughs> God, we just, we just jumped out of PG. I mean, here. I'm uh, just saying it's in the back end of the Sphinx that there is a, there is a tunnel. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. I just didn't want it to turn into jokes, you know? That's okay. <laughs> I wanted to read it as That's as okay. they wrote it, you know, so it became less of that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the shaft was later in the 1980s uh, investigated by two of the most famous uh, Egyptologists, Mark Lehner, and now chairman of the Supreme Council of Antiquities, Zahi Hawass. Um, they reported that the passage went up and down, but led nowhere had nothing within it much of interest. So it wasn't just an inward tunnel. Also, there was like shafts upward, up and down. Are they trying so to relate that to like, uh, like in the, the perceived um, burial grounds, like, like when they would make a fake shaft up, could it be a, like a headstone? Could it be a burial chamber? I don't know. But it also like the first thought to me is the entrance to a room. Or mm-hmm. a tomb or something uh, of some kind. I, I just that was collapsed. The whole in. thing with that, every, all of these monuments are built around tombs. Make me. I just maybe I just don't understand because I'm obviously not yeah. one of them. I'm not you know back in that time. But I is that what it's going for? That it thinks the Sphinx could have been a tomb rather than. Well, we'll get into that more. <laughs> oh, you would. You don't but, want to tell uh, me. This okay. is, it's just slowly unraveling. Yes. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, uh, having obtained information from Baris's original investigation, Lehner and Hawaz were later made aware of the second entrance on the northern part of the butt, the flank. They investigated flank. the shaft as well, but again, they found that it was a dead end passageway, and the entrance was later sealed over. What's with people sealing over? <laughs> Did they think it was damaged? I don't know. They sealed it over again. Is this a different guy sealed it over? Yeah, these were later on, after the original guy found it. Right. Uh, like 10, 20 years later, um, like the Egyptian like antiquities who handle that kind of stuff like that, they had two lead guys that went out there and reinvestigated it. So they opened it back after up? After finding the original. Yeah, they opened it back up. And agreed. And was like, oh yeah, there's nothing. Let's seal it back up. Yeah, they found the two entrances that the person was talking about and then resealed it later 
and because they were dead in passageways is what they were saying. Why would they see, were they like worried about someone structural? I don't know. Something? That's the only thing I can think. Uh, maybe they thought it was structural that it would harm having, them but they open, opened it but, back uh, up. So yes, you can't, you can't have both. Can't yeah, say you can't it's structural <laughs> and then, you know, that theory doesn't run out very well. Does it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you'd seal up something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but later on, there was also a third shaft found by Bereez on the top of the Sphinx body behind the head, which had been bored to a depth of 27 feet by Bereez and Pereng. And this too was investigated with little results. Uh, which to me that insinuates that's the shaft you're talking about where this, they believe that if they created an exit shaft, that that's where the soul would go right to reach the afterlife. Yeah. So that kind of pushes it towards maybe tomb. A body was in there from, because from the general understanding I have is that even in the, the two, uh, pyramids that there was a fake, there was a fake shaft and then there was a shaft that led to like directed at a star or like a certain uh, right. galaxy or um, at, at the star. So, and that's supposedly yeah. where the soul went on the adventure, right? And then came back and you have to go through the whole uh, soul uh, judgment and they, like, there's a whole uh, uh, lore there. So that, okay. that's interesting to, to hear that there's another one on the back of the head. But uh, is there photos of this I can look at? We can look up and see. Uh, yes, I, I saw, um, we'll when I was doing those. the research, they were, they were more of, uh, I don't know if they're the official, like real deal photos. I haven't seen those yet. Maybe they are out there. Um, but I, I saw like the drawings and like the locations of it from like drawings, right. uh, of where this would be, but I didn't see actual photos of these. We should probably, uh, I would like to do some digging. Maybe we can post those with, or a few definitely. of those of the Sphinx with this podcast. Hell yeah, definitely. Um, so, to continue on the journey of the Sphinx, uh, the SRI international team also conducted research on the Sphinx in 1977 using resistivity technology in front of the Sphinx's paws along with his flanks and diagonally across from the left hand uh, of the back of it. This resulted in the discovery of three small subterranean anomalies. Uh, also on the southern flank near the Roman era altar, the team found indications of the presence of an anomaly which they identified as a possible vertical shaft hmm. so in they, the Sphinx. So they just read, they're refinding the, there's pockets in the ground that are caverns, yes. empty spaces that they declare and anomalies. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But it insinuates that there was a shaft upward as well as having three different small subterranean like spaces yeah. in it. Which, um, if, if I know where which this makes is, you question. If I know where this is going, I might mm-hmm. have a story <laughs> or okay. a potential Good. thought. Yeah. Um, so, uh, however, given these readings of cadence regarding the Atlantean Hall of Records, have you heard of the Hall of Records? Um, the SRI's findings... In, found in the monument became a main focal point for many alternative thinkers, partly due to the inconclusive results reported by SRI. Um, So there's a thing called the Atlantean Hall of Records, which I will go all into on what it is, what people believe, 
and the conspiracy theories behind it. Yeah, go for I it. I thought you did really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, so here's a quote from them, um, giving more details on it. From who? Saying there are, uh, from the people who reported the anomalies, the spaces. Gotcha, the, the researchers. Okay. Um, there are two anomalies in the front of the paws of the Sphinx. The bedrock in the front of the Sphinx is covered with Roman era paving stones. And poor electrical contact between the paving stones and the bedrock gave somewhat noisy, noisy resistivity uh, traverses. Wow, smart talk. Uh, however, one anomaly occurs on a large electrode spacing, suggesting a cavity or shaft as much as 10 meters deep. The cavity, if present, is probably filled with rubble. So, suggesting, yeah, that there was once a space or a room inside the actual structure itself that may have been caved in seems to make sense yeah, yeah like i so find no fault in that i have no objections your honor you have no objections <laughs> that's good I, that's good i was worried i already think that there is an un- undergrad if, if we're go- again it could be just burial tomb but if it goes into thoughts on it being a connection to an underground city or underground world because again hmm. if it's really hot out <laughs> Maybe they're just used to it. <laughs> if it's just really hot, you know, potentially there could have been a move to go. Why don't we build some go underground? Yeah, build some you know structures underground because there's right there was research. The mole people. Yeah, there was some. Well, not the mole people. But there's some <laughs> uh, records. I can't remember if it was from Herodotus himself, um, mm-hmm. but from some of the Greek people who like uh, uh, from their historians who went and you know. Uh, try to gather all the Herodotus being the main proponent of like gathering the history of it. Um, I can't remember if it was from him or if he gathered a story from someone else who physically went um, to Egypt and Mm -hmm. uh, stumbled across and was shown uh, a secret passageway that essentially led to grand caverns and grand um, like pillars and uh, structures underground. And, um, that there's physical written evidence of, I think it was one guy, I can't remember his name. I, I don't think it was Herodotus, who is the grandfather of history, but like, sure. he, uh, yeah, I, name drop. I can't remember <laughs> if it was him or I can't, ah, shoot, I wish I knew the pathway. But anyway, so there's a story that has been out there that some of these things, like the pyramids, like these other structures, could be. Maybe they're entrance points, maybe they're waypoints, maybe they're, you know, uh, maybe there is more that we're missing in, because supposedly he, he claims in this claim of the, you know, the underground tunnels and, and like caverns was that it was huge. Like he, right. he, he recorded it in like um, actual depth. Like uh, he said it was this far apart and it was had to be this, this far tall. Um, and like when are we in talking and on, about on and on about it? So are we talking about like a journey to the center of the earth kind of situation? I don't know what you mean there. Do I know well, what you mean? like that's, that's the story of uh journey to the center of the earth where there's like a second geological sphere happening oh, below no. the earth's surface. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that dramatic. You're just talking about cities in general. I'm saying yeah. just in general, like huge right. caverns and buildings mm-hmm. and people like that lived underground which doesn't sound that crazy yeah. like it it's like it just it doesn't sound that crazy to me no it seems it very reasonable to think that um they built down 
you know, and maybe there was huge caverns and caves that they like built out and, you know, uh, could be, have, have a lot of information there that got caved in and over time, you know, who knows, maybe these entrances are, if this is where the Sphinx is going, which I think it might be, um, I really do That's think that we're just scratching the surface on most of these things. Yeah, and again, so I don't I know. I can agree with you. I, I can kind of see outside of for history's sake and for um, personal will or personal... Uh, yes. I don't see the reason for someone want. to want to do it, right? There's a, it's a lot of money and maybe you want to do it for the... I would want to do it. Like people who are passionate about it want to figure out the true answers to it because they think there might be real or deeper things there or more information that we're not seeing and but i yeah. get that maybe it's just not sadly feasible I think, feasible and then and then also uh it's a financial burden and then also yeah kind of no like joke. what's who's got the time which is a lot of people have the time <laughs> right. like the people who want to do it, i'm sure there's a lot of people di- like archaeologists and people right. who want to dig and do that kind of research but i think it's almost like a a uh, a victim of uh uh, just like mindset, you know, like it almost mm-hmm. feels like, okay, yeah, cool. That could be, but like, why do we want to like, what's the point in going down and digging and figuring it out if that actually happened? Right. For the people I, who are I mean, in I charge, I'm not saying the people who like are passionate about, I'm saying yes. the people who almost have to put up the money to, to, or authorize that. Yes. You know, there's a whole, I've gone in and out of, I can only imagine the red tape. Yeah. I've gone in and out of the thought of, uh, not to go on a rant here, but of the thinking on <laughs> rant away pe- why would people like if this was true and there's all this evidence counter evidence to when these things were built and you know there's mm. there's drill holes and that means there could have been this or that means they should have had this technology right i've gone in and out of the thought of well if that was true why would you know like there's there's always the push of well they don't want us to figure this out or you know the people who are in mm-hmm. charge of it are trying to keep this keep the history you know trying to keep the true history uh, from coming out and i think okay maybe but then i almost revert See, back uh, to the easiest solution which is just negligence and just laziness of <laughs> like why sure. would they want to like if also i don't see a reason why you want to hide those things i really do think that probably like again i'm not speaking on behalf of that i'm sure this is that's one of the hottest places for archaeology in general like finding stuff like that makes you a fucking rock star and so I, I feel like, like even the pe- person who just found this city, like the last couple of days, I'm sure that makes you an archaeological rock star to find something that untouched, that perfect. And it's a gold mine. Like in the Egypt area, it's a gold mine of finding tombs, cities, buildings, structures um, from back then. So I, I kind of come from the belief that it's not like, yeah, it might just be human negligence. Like it might just be that effort that level of effort that would take to reach those points no one has really just like stepped full on the gas pedal of that yeah they're more interested in finding the easier things and the less out there theories there are about these civilizations because there's a million yeah and i don't have i don't know like the the politics of the the region so i'm not trying to speak on that it's more just like a gut feeling of being interested in this subject and then going through the evidence mm-hmm. and seeing the videos that have people who are really passionate that go through and be like, you see this, look at this, this marking here, this shows this level of expertise and they could have right. been using this type of tool or this type of thing. And we won't, we don't know, but there could be things underground and all these theories. And it sounds yeah. great. And I'm, I'm with it. Like I, I, I believe <laughs> a lot of it because it does seem to make sense. 
but when it gets to the maybe there is oppression in that world of like we don't want this we don't want people to find out about it like the the people who did hmm. seal up maybe there is that kind of thinking but i just think honestly it can be just a fault faulty system like there is no this might be a bad reference but you know until elon musk came around i'm not saying for, like love him or hate him right he brought back interest in like he was just a dude said we need to do this and people were like why and he was like because we need to like because i want like there's a passion there and like we need to do it yeah. for the human imagination yeah so yeah and and then things are starting to happen where like private companies, there's big like tech wars happening now, and like NASA's back online, and it kind mm-hmm. of propels the whole thinking of it, like even the imagination of it. So I think that's funny. To, it's yeah. maybe a funny comparison, but when we're talking about like like Egypt and like those mysteries that are just almost kind of grand, you know, like we 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 know we think we know the history of it. Yeah, we think we know space. You know, it, the comparison it takes, there it, it takes, takes someone, someone with real like audacity and uh just straight up like willing to do whatever it takes and kind of pe- money, people you to, know? to to change like yeah to change the complacency that can probably happen in those fields you know yeah it's a lot easier to find something just uncovering sand than trying to look for an entire city yeah. underneath the desert you know and like maybe, that's, again like i said i i feel like i i'm speaking probably ignorantly on the the system in place that's like I, I know it's ran by the government there that they have really control over the like the regions of who can dig where and that kind of thing sure. so maybe i just have am to. speaking ignorantly on it but it that's what it feels like and seems like from mm. the outside and yeah. i could be completely wrong but that's my like gut feeling yeah. on it but well jeffrey i'm about to tell you about the greatest <laughs> the greatest series of records ever kept in one place. And I'm not talking about the library of Alexandria and it's something called the hall of records and right after this break. So uh, they're going to have to wait. <laughs> I knew you're going to do that. You're going to have to wait till we come back. All right. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey, where we left off on the cliffhanger that I just left you on, which I sold very well, I think, by the way, you did, um, is about something called the hall of records, which I have never heard anything about this. Um, but there's some history behind this. There's even some weird, uh, God, I don't know what you call it besides, uh, clairvoyancy i do know i prophecy i thought things. i didn't know you do i thought i didn't know and i promise you i don't have internet here so i didn't google anything you saw me the whole time okay yeah i just got struck with i i do think i know what this is but i want to let you, you lay it out for yes. me to make sure let me, not, let me go in wrong. you know yeah <laughs> okay um so we can trace back the existence of the hall of records in fact no farther back than edgar case have you heard of edgar case i have not um, Case was known as the sleeping prophet because he would recline, put himself in a trance-like state, and receive visions. Um, sometimes he would channel ancient history, and other times he performed readings about health of visitors who came to see him. Uh, in the 1930s and early 1940s, Case received a series of visions supposedly about the origins of ancient Egypt and the reasons the Giza pyramids and Sphinx were actually built. Um, in essence, 
Edgar Case's vision tells us that the great land of Egypt was founded by refugees from the sundered and sunk Atlantis. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just hold on. Just yeah. hold on, buddy. Uh, Atlanteans fled in all directions, taking their written wisdom with them. Yep. These records were supposed supposed to have been stashed in hidden chambers and a couple of the South American sites as well as Giza, Egypt. Um, Giza and Egypt. It is only Egypt with when uh, sorry it is only Egypt with which we concern ourselves here as Case himself seemingly seemed to emphasize it. Uh, the Sphinx then was a guardian figure for the Hall of Records while the Giza pyramids were built as temples and monuments for the rituals of the Atlanteans who had founded Egypt. So he believes that inside the Sphinx was the Hall of Records, basically the greatest one bringing of one place of knowledge, a previous knowledge to that point. past, right? Yes. So he, but he believes Egypt. that you just said he believed the Sphinx was the guardian and the other temples were... They weren't where the, that it was, the information was. It was a guardian figure for the Hall of Records. So it was un- So it was there. meant to be like a... Well, I think it means metaphorical as in like uh, why they built it as a sphinx. Yeah. Like it's like the protector. It's guarding its knowledge. The, it's the lion that's protecting right. something great. Um, and they see but, it as the guardian figure because it's out front of the Why do you pyramids. have to set me up with the whole... Woo woo, because I know that's immediately the reason people just like he he can't just know that out of thin air, can he? I don't know. All I know is that he had these visions, and this is literally where it starts. Like I didn't I didn't look this up specifically for you. I just know that uh, this is a theory on the Sphinx, correct? Yes. Um, yes. One possible he, reason for it is this line of thinking of that it was the Hall of Records right. guardian. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why do you seem like you don't like it? <laughs> no, no. I just, I just wanted to be clear because, um, like going back to the history of Hall of, Re- Hall of Re- who created it is is good to know. So, um, right. Interesting. So people who believe cases visions have long demanded that the Egyptian government conduct ground penetrating radar examinations of the plateau to prove that one way or another, um, such techniques have been indeed been conducted at Giza, so of many other uh, pharaonic sites, and nothing much of note at Giza has been found. While the Library of Alexandria contained almost the entirety of ancient Greek knowledge, including works of fiction, criticism, drama, mathematics, physics, and more, uh, before being accidentally burned to the ground... The Hall of Records is said to have served much of the same purpose for ancient Egyptian knowledge. Now, that would be the Holy Grail for you, Jeffrey, because you've talked about that before. Like, finding works like that, how how monumental that would be be. to understanding the culture and everything, their written history, as far back as they can go. Yeah. Like, what that would teach us about them would be, you know. I just hate that you it started put off with it. a guy who had a vision, which I'm all <laughs> for. Do? I'm all for, uh-huh. but it immediately makes me go, shoot, has anybody corroborated anything since? And his, that, that, his visions have been debated. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> he's, yes, his visions have been like, it's brought a lot of skepticism. Yeah. A lot of people think he's a fake. Um, 
but the, I just thought you'd enjoy like, this. I, I enjoy yeah. the thought because if that, I I think the thought could make sense because the thought of this existing. That's the main. Well, it lines up to a few other points, and maybe the other books I've read have gathered that story and that thought, that thread from this guy. Um, When did you say this was? Nineteen thirty-nine. When he started having those like visions of it, it was yeah, the nineteen thirties, early nineteen forties. Yeah. Okay. So, um, because I've read things where. the whole thought, the thing that you touched on already, that mm-hmm. the Egyptians are the oldest civilization, and the reason why, again, the the reason why the Sphinx could be older, the reason why all these uh, the timelines could be debated is that supposedly there's a longer generation of people there, and that they could have come from obviously, or been influenced by these people who brought information and knowledge and. And of their time, right, there, right. They, there's a symbol where people hold bag. Like there's a bag, we've, we've been over this before, but where yeah. there's a symbol of a man holding a bag or a woman holding a bag, that's a symbol for, uh, you know, knowledge bringers, knowledge, you know, the people yes. who, who bring information and like well-being. And so the thought being does connect to Egypt and always has for me was because mm-hmm. that thought always led to. Um, right through uh, New, uh, New Mexico and through South America, right, and being these mysterious figures, and that could be that they led through into Egypt and kind of, um, again, whether they influenced that culture, whether they were the start of that culture, I don't know, but um, and again, it, which is why I thought this would interest you. Yeah, you know? and like we we go from this Atlantis though to Egypt really <laughs> quick, and it. It, I don't want to come across think as <laughs> just all hippie pseudoscience. I mean, I'm but, skeptical. I'm skeptical. Yeah. It is kind of pseudo. It is. It's more <laughs> of pseudo. this is something that, but it's also something that you, you can't tell me you don't believe that there's, there was some higher civilization before Egypt, right? Well, you kind of believe I that. Do. Half-heartedly, I, I half-heartedly, right? half-heartedly want to and do subscribe to yes. the theory that there at one point was a, a civilization that was semi-technology advanced like wealth right. uh, more information than the hunter-gatherers that preceded it like there was a tech, like right. a group that did like s- rise to some sort of uh peak mm-hmm. of their time and so uh yeah. it always did lead back yeah. to the egyptians who we have again when you mentioned hollow records the first thought i had was mm-hmm. so there is a um uh I can't, there's a hall, there's like a whole, um, uh, tomb that had, uh, the, the history of Pharaohs. And so I don't know if you've heard of this. So essentially, no, essentially there, that's what I thought you meant for a moment. Cause I couldn't remember the name of it, but where right. we get a lot of our history now of, you know, the time periods of like Pharaohs yeah. because they kept the history is from this description of Pharaohs. And it goes right. back all the way to like. In their in their own words, like thirty thousand years, hmm. which is insane to think about. That is insane. So that's where yeah. some of that so, theory so, comes from of thinking they're older and some right. of the buildings and the Sphinx in particular is older because that last flood that could have happened in that region mm-hmm. was like twelve thousand five hundred years ago, or from that period of time, and it was at a time where. Um, 
that it, essentially they weren't there, right? In our known time frame, they they couldn't have been there, and and so the, the right. flood that that's the reason why that is even debated on the Sphinx. It's not because they're like, uh, well, it just couldn't have happened. It, it's it's because it goes against the timeline that we have uh, of our history that we think which of we're them. always learning and moving and flexing, and we should yeah. in science. It would just when, push them a, a lot older. Which makes sense right. because if they're a lot older, maybe they did know how right. to. I almost think. <laughs> but telling me, telling me that there is like I believe, I I believe that like with that right. If that was buried with him, you can't tell me that was the only copy. You can't tell me that they didn't keep records of some sort. You mean like a um, library underneath the Sphinx? Yeah, anything. Even if it's not a library, a room where they kept like the histories of Egypt and like Pharaoh's writings yeah. and like you know, important documents. You're telling me that they didn't have some sort of storage room, something, even if that isn't this. Well, here's the like, thing, too. The Hall of Records does not sound like something that would be like, that's too far-fetched. Yeah. There's no way they would have a hall where they kept records of, you know, their histories. Well, also, here, here's the thought there. Like, if if you're going to try to sustain, in their minds, like, right, the great, let's say we're just, Again, we're going off of the Hall of Records, how he categorized it. Maybe there was mm-hmm. like just their history, their greatest achievements, maybe their wealth of knowledge in one area. Why wouldn't you build something that you think is going to last the stands of time? You think like this oh, is yeah. this is needed. This history needs to be kept and stored and and needs to go on for generations to come. We're sustaining yeah. the knowledge of our civilization and our power for years, right? Pharaohs built those monuments. The pyramids for one, <laughs> like not for just one man, but basically for one man. That's what like it's they told. built that. That's what we're told, right? Yeah. Like they they built the pyramids for their tombs. So when they died, just that's what they would sit in, and they are world wonders. You're telling me they don't have a library? Well, I'm <laughs> saying that that I, a reading I, room? I don't a think reading it was book? a tomb. Is my point? I'm saying I don't think oh. I think that the pyramids aren't tombs i think they're almost like if really in my opinion i have no i have no like <laughs> things to back me up this here. is why this is i thought this based. would be fun though man yeah okay but well i'm being clear, clear on I'm being clear we're, we're on talking it. we're talking speculative right yeah. now yeah yeah and of course this is the fun of this right like and if you guys want to have more speculation like reach out to us on twitter and yeah. stuff uh this is why i knew this would be a fun subject is because i know this touches on an interest of yours yeah so it might spark some uh, extra conversation. Yeah, I just it's I kind of already said it. Like I think, like if you're going to sustain some sort of power, some sort of information for the long run, and if you think that way, and if they were thinking mm-hmm. that way, um, those mon- like what better way to do it in that time period than build something that's going to last and has information within it? Maybe we just haven't found yeah. it. Maybe it was stolen at one point. Maybe it was the housing of some. Something that got lost to time and, and people, you know, sure. looters who know what ha- knows and got lost in the, in the okay. ether. Maybe, maybe it isn't it seems the hall reasonable. of records inside. Maybe it isn't the hall of records, but if there's a room, there's some sort of significant importance. They wouldn't just leave a like worthless room inside a monument like that. Right. Well, what's, I would think. Uh, what's the uh, whole, um, uh, it's going to be funny reference, national treasure reference, what? where oh, God, um, yeah. he mentions, uh, right, they built a fake room, right, almost as like a dead mm-hmm. end to to negate looters at, in the future and to kind of fake out. Uh, 
people now I kind of wish it was just a booby trapped room. Yeah. Well, maybe it was a booby trapped room, but maybe it was like a false, a false room. Um, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, who knows, man? I I think yeah. that's where my mind goes. That's where my mind goes. Is yeah. And especially when we're talking about pyramids, like I think it could be connected. Like if there was an underground yeah. system of just tunnels and maybe workings, uh, maybe right. that there's there's a. Uh, those things connect. Maybe there is some sort of significance between the pyramids and the Sphinx that connect um, them together. And right. Again, that's all speculative, but it seems pretty reasonable <laughs> thinking like if they built yeah. this on top of the, 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 the sand, right. And they moved these blocks and did this right. whole thing. Why couldn't there be more? Right. Exactly. So, um, well, if, if the hall of records existed, if someone were to stumble across it, it'd be one of the most significant finds of all of human history, as they would not only replicate many of the lost Library of Alexandria works, but also shed light on Egyptian history as, and thought as well. Um, for diehard believers in the Hall of Records, that means details on where the Egyptian people came from or perhaps where they really came from. Which, of course, leads us to the most resilient (laughs) conspiracy theory theory tropes ever, right? Aliens and Atlantis. Yeah. Um, Throwing fuel on the speculative fire is the fact that the Egyptian government has uh, purportedly blocked investigations around what is to be said the site of the Hall of Records. Yeah. Uh, Like most conspiracy theories, there's a a metric ton of speculation around the Hall of Records. Yeah. one of the most prevalent one being that the Hall of Records was sealed up by a pre-Egyptian society way back in 10,500 10, BC because that's the last time that the Leo constellation lined up with the area between the Sphinx's paws, which they found a connection with um, mm-hmm. with the monument as well. Um, does it explain how the Great Pyramids were built? Even today with computer technology and heavy machinery that we possess, we can't accurately and absolutely with absolute certainty, explain or demonstrate how they were built. I'm going to make a claim here. Ironically. Claim? Yeah, sure. I'm going to make a claim for the future. And so I'll just be what's one your, of those what's guys. What's your claim? Uh, concrete. They knew how to make a certain form of stone concrete. And yeah. there's a theory. It's a, it's a theory that I've seen before. But yeah. I do. That they didn't drag those. Yeah, they didn't drag them. Those maybe, rocks Maybe they drug some but of that them. that wouldn't show maybe up. Maybe they drug some of them. But maybe majority of like the inner workings were... Uh, hmm. like um, they were made almost like their own form of concrete, because that would right. make sense, wouldn't it? Like if you built it stone by stone, Maybe, and you, that's how they were able to form fit them. You know, they were just like sure. melted and then they hardened and then they put the next ones on and it melted directly to the bottoms ones. Not melted, but you know, uh, was formed. But that makes sense. But I'm just saying the fact is too that how would that not show up when like. There is Has that been tested? So, well, I've seen, right? I've seen like some, there's rock testing. I've seen some and they say that there's some minerals in there that don't matter. Like there's some things that are in like when they get the shavings of the rock hmm. that don't mix, that it wouldn't occur in a natural environment. And again, that's from one thing I read and it could be just completely false, but I read that and it made me right. go, well, okay, well that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> right. It seems like a good answer. Um, yeah, they were saying, ironically, one of the records claimed to be contained in the Sphinx is said to explain the art of the pyramid building. Yeah. So that's, that's the whole, like, 
uh, I'm sure there's a billion YouTube videos on the hall of records going down a rabbit hole with not a lot of info. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just speculation. Right. But yeah, it leads to the question that all the conspiracy theories lead together, which is could the Atlanteans have kickstarted an ancient Egyptian civilization, one of the greatest civilizations of our history? And that's what remains a mystery to this day. We don't know. We don't know. Um, I think we will. One day. I think we will. I think it's just a slow process. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's my story, Jeffrey, uh, about the Hall of Records, I thought that would interest you. Yeah, in particular, I think we're gonna have to do a whole uh, separate discussion around the man who who uh, had these clairvoyant visions. Yes, I'm sure. Like even just from the brief article on him, what's his name? It kind of uh, here. Let me look it back. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll uh, his name. I'll, I'll make that my next Edgar Clace. Okay, Edgar Clace. Known as the Sleeping Prophet. Sleeping Prophet. <laughs> what yep. a way to do it. <laughs> the man just figured out how ancient Egyptian civilization came up out of nowhere. Just in his sleep. threw it in his sleep. <laughs> I mean, have yeah. weirder things happened? Maybe not. That might be the weirdest right. thing to happen. But this is this is the interesting part, right? Uh, the Edgar Case stuff was that I think that was before interest in it, right? Or no? Actually, they had discovered. Yeah, that was in the '30s, right? so it would have been after, right? It was after they discovered right. it and sealed it up, and then it was in between the time period mm. of that and the '70s, from what you just said, from what you told me, anyway. It looks like, yeah. What was the first time? What did I just say when they uh, found it? It says, "Where's the first tunnels?" The nineteen uh, 1930s. So around. Maybe off the, the back time of that it. supposedly he made those immediately he made. So maybe he was maybe he was a capitalist, you know. Maybe he was like, Ooh, maybe did he write a book after on it? Because that would have been that would that would there immediately is a dispel book out there. My my belief, <laughs> but I don't know if that's his. Okay, I don't know if it's <laughs> his. the greatest promotion. But there ever. are books. <laughs> there there are books on this fact and this theory in general. Yeah. Of course there are. No, I'm sure there are. Um, I just my. <laughs> I'm always looking for an angle because like immediately. Oh yeah, man. Okay. Let's say, let's say the story breaks and it's news and it's like, whoa, look what we found in the Sphinx and it got sealed up. Why would it, why would they do this? And then some guy goes, <laughs> right. I know why it's because of this. Now buy They're hiding my book. Secrets. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. cool. <laughs> I don't know if he released a book. That's, that's a good question. I feel like I need to look. Yeah. Up. There's always uh, a reason. <laughs> But, Maybe not, but you know, I feel like there's probably. I don't something know. There. You never know, man. I mean, I wouldn't put it past people. I'll, I'll do some but research. I know on there was a book. And see if it might be worth another discussion on the man himself, and maybe some other predictions right. of this this guy. Because I I do I do like those figures, um, as we've done a, a podcast on uh, right Nostradamus himself. I do yeah. like those. Are you figures. ready though? Oh my gosh! I just I just looked him up. His face. Oh wow, he looks weird. Uh, wild. Yeah, Edgar Case was American clairvoyant who claimed uniquely to channel his own inner higher self. That Case channeled sessions happening in a trance state that he would induce with help from his friend Al Lane or his wife until later in life when he became accustomed enough to do it on his own. During these sessions, Case would answer questions on subjects varied as healing, reincarnation, dreams, the afterlife, past life, nutrition, and Atlantis and future events. Did he just not want to say psilocybin or psychedelics? 
So uh, he said, no, as a de- my wife and <laughs> my friend, and as a devout Christian trans. and Sunday school teacher, he was a Sunday school teacher. Exactly. That probably is the reason why he never, he never his, psychedelics. his channeling claims were a source of trouble for him because channically channel, uh, channeling was typically criticized by his practitioners of faith as being demonic. Right. So yeah, Even though, so I'll stop there. I must say though, in the Bible, it's riddled with uh, figures who have clairvoyant dreams. So that's weird that I kind of never understood that disbelief from that yeah. like sect of people because okay, that's a last theme line within is, it. So it's just kind of interesting yeah. to, to to dispel someone for having a clairvoyant dream, supposedly. Again, all, sure. all off, uh, you know, speculation. But Yeah. Kate, it says, Case, in contrast, believed that it was his subconscious mind exploring the dream realm where he believed minds were timelessly connected. Mm. That's where I'm going to leave it on because that is an interesting theory in itself. But, yeah, he's a very interesting looking man. That's That sets uh, us up for the next one then because that's what I think I'll, did, I'll go yeah. into. That's awesome. Well, I will leave the rest to you. Since I, you know, spoiled a little bit of that. But yeah. yeah, so that's my podcast for today, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening and following. Um, give us mm-hmm. a subscribe. Give us a follow. If you've made it this far, thank you. Um, if you didn't, you won't know I'm saying a word. So um, yeah, we're sorry you missed out on a great podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> we're sorry for you. On behalf of the listeners and us, we're sorry. Yeah, we, we've been doing a few uh, a few of these a month now. Um, and mm-hmm. We're not on a completely regular schedule, but we have over 60, I think, so far. So if, you ha- if there's something you haven't heard, make sure to go back and listen to a few of our other um, podcasts. And we're going to be continuing yeah. to churn them out. And hopefully you guys enjoy listening and uh, following along and hopefully you learn something. Well, good. All right, Jeffrey. Well, I guess I'll see you on the next one, man. All right. See you in the next one, everyone.